Today's swap number is 1,000. That's the number of pilots who stood shoulder to shoulder at the Dallas Picket event on August 24th, 2016. It was that culmination of unity that drove the end to four years of negotiations and resulted in the AIP that would ultimately become the CBA we're all working under today. It was SWAPA's fourth informational picket in just under seven months and the largest single-site pilot picket in history. So on today's show, we're going to talk to SPC Chair Chad Korb and SPC member and current Baltimore Rep Darren Black about that time in history, what the SPC has been doing over the last few years, and what they've been doing since they've been funded earlier this month at the special board meeting. Southwest 1130 now, RNAP football, 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 I'm Kurt Heideman. And I'm Amy Robinson. And here's our interview with Chad and Darren. All right, guys, to start out with, let's uh, get a little background about both of you. Uh, Darren, you go first. Okay, uh, good morning, Kurt and Amy and Jason. Chad, thanks again for having us on. Um, Currently, I'm serving in my first term as a pilot rep in Baltimore. I'm a first officer and uh, formerly the SWAPA SPC chair, uh, just prior to stepping down, uh, early this year to, to uh, take on the new role as a uh, pilot rep. Uh, prior to um, SPC involvement here, I was I transitioned over from AirTrain in 2012, where I also served as a picket captain and the SPC chair there. And um, just a little fun fact, I was actually on site in Fort Lauderdale in 2010 for the Spirit Airlines strike. So I was in their strike center when they actually called a strike at midnight. So that was a pretty uh, pretty neat thing to witness for this type of work. Chad, how about you? June 26th of 95, started out with ValueJet and with the, the number of iterations and and now here with Southwest. I've held a number of positions both on, on uh, the ValueJet as well as the National Pilot Association. And then uh, when transitioned over, I was involved with uh, the SPC the first time that the SWAPA had stood up a committee. And now that uh, Darren has moved over to uh, Baltimore, where I've become the uh, chairman of the SPC. Just a little little snippet, I'm the third generation pilot in my family. Grandfather going all the way back to Capital United. My father was uh, Air Force Eastern as well as UPS and was heavily involved in the union. So I picked it up from both of them. So Chad, you just mentioned that you have kind of a long uh, background with the union Tell us a little bit about what the SPC is and about the actual logistics of what your committee entails. The SPC, the Strike Preparedness Committee, was actually a group that was begun many years ago by ALPA in Houston when they were originally dealing with the likes of Frank Lorenzo. It's a way to organize fine pilots that are able to get together, pull the permitting, figuring out the logistics for getting pilots together in order to give a voice to those um, that are frustrated. So now it has morphed here at at Southwest where SPC and Outreach are kind of the same two halves of one coin, if you will. And uh, our committee is made up, uh, the SPC is made up of a domicile representative, if you will, in each base that reports to our steering committee, which is currently myself, John Murphy, and then uh, Darren as uh, an overseer, if you will, from the board. 
All right. So that's the SPC side. How does that, what's that relationship then? You said two sides of a coin with outreach. How do they work together? Well, outreach, if you will, during uh, periods when we are not negotiating, um, Gene Peck, who is the chairman of our outreach, is out there organizing, getting, uh, you know, whether there's a, a, a storm that comes through or there's a family uh, um, uh, that needs assistance, outreach is there. And it keeps keeps the the involvement of the union to an individual that really if they just show up and fly the line wouldn't really have a reason to interact with the union but then now when we are in negotiations the it, it flips SBC starts generating events and then we're assisted by outreach from what I'm understanding outreach is a, a very good connector between the SPC and um, the families and, and trying to get them involved in negotiations. Is that an accurate statement? I think it is. It's, it's integral. Uh, going back, and, and I apologize, I'll, I'll do this probably a number of times in this podcast, but my mother was, if you will, the Houston outreach at the time at Eastern. What it did was it allowed, it gave, it gives a voice to the other family members that are frustrated or may be impacted but they really don't have a way to to get together with others that that have gone through the same thing darren typically uh, in between negotiation cycles the spc uh, is stood down at most airlines isn't it that's correct yeah most airlines do uh, defund their spcs if you will and um that's one thing that we but we have it. We didn't do that, right? That's absolutely right, and that's one thing that I'm extremely proud of that uh, SWAPA has maintained funding for the SPC uh, since its inception in 2015, and it it does a lot of things. It's funded, but it doesn't cost dues money because we're not we're not generating expenses, but we're all active and prepared should we be needed by SWAPA or also in support of our peer SBCs. So. In the time since our last contract was signed in 2016, uh, the SWAP SPCs had numerous opportunities to uh, support uh, peer airlines. Uh, some of the more notable ones right off the top of my head, um, we supported the pilots of ABX uh, at different pickets, one in Cincinnati at a uh, Amazon sort, and also at the original ABX headquarters in Wilmington, Ohio. Uh, we've also supported Atlas. Uh, we've been downtown uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, to walk with those guys there. And also, uh, the Swap SBC has sent uh, probably about half a dozen people or personnel up to uh, Seattle to join the uh, Atlas pilots and picketing the actual Amazon headquarters, um, as Atlas is a large uh, Amazon Prime contract flyer. So, yeah, I think that's um, – and the fact that we that we stay funded um, – you know, I guess perpetually does, it does several things for our pilot group and for our association as well. And one of the largest is when historically during negotiations, if a pilot group reaches sort of an impasse or they feel, or their negotiating committee and leadership feel that they need sort of a bump at the negotiating table, then they look to activate their SPC. And unfortunately, since it's been shut down, certain individuals are no longer interested or involved and by the time you spool up an SPC, you've just handed the company five, six months, maybe even a year to spool your, your new committee up and, and be ready. So by maintaining 
a, a funded committee. And again, it costs no dues money. It's just the committee's funded and ready. SWAPA has uh, set the scenario for no, really no delay. When when the time comes, if we're needed, the SWAP SPC will step up and uh, we're 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 at idle and uh, and spooling now so that we'll be prepared for whatever they need and we don't hand the company additional time at the table. So, Darren, one thing you said, I kind of want to step back just for a second. You talked about um, picketing with other carriers. Um, what I guess one of the things that pilots might ask is, what does actually actually do for um, the pilots of Southwest? How does that help? What is the you know purpose of doing that with other carriers? Sure. And that's a great question. Uh, and I've actually written about this once before in an article because it's something I do feel strongly about. Uh, we have a tendency to mention a picketing event in association with the pilot group that sponsors the event. It's an ABX event or it's a Southwest Airlines pilots event. Uh, and really it's an industry event because each group raises works to raise the bar for the uh, collective value of our career. So if we support Delta, United American, Spirit, whomever, in turn, they support us. So in theory, instead of each one, each pilot group trying to just secure their own singular contract, if you take a more a wider view of that, each contract is improving the industry and resetting the bar from where the next contract should be negotiated from. And uh, I, I think that's just incredibly important. And I, I do think it's something that we that we don't mention a lot and we don't talk about a lot. But I, I see picketing events as more of a an industry frustration among our pilot peers as we seek to progress our careers. It's not just a individual pilot group or airline that's going through that. It's really a collective battle. All right. So, guys, we're here on the fifth anniversary of the Thousand Pilot Picket in Dallas back in uh, August of 2016. Uh, and we're going to discuss that a little bit. But that wasn't the only uh, informational picket that we held that year. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Uh, we actually uh, started out in Dallas. And then uh, from Dallas, we ended up going and having an event in Vegas and then we picketed the shareholder meeting, actually in two locations in Chicago, both uh, downtown as well as then later on in the afternoon at the airport to give people that uh, were not able to get downtown, but were able to get to the airport an opportunity to uh, participate. And then, uh, as, as you mentioned, uh, we were back again and finished in Dallas. And so uh, take us back to that very first one. Uh, that was SWAPA's first picketing event in our history as a union. A lot of our pilots weren't here then. So describe what that was like and what the feelings were and, and some of the behind the scenes action that day. Yeah, 2016 was uh, to start off with that was it was actually pretty nerve wracking because we uh, I think at least for me, when I arrived at Southwest, I figured that any experience I had in the SPC would never be utilized again. Um, so to be the first SPC hosting the very first informational picketing event for SWAPA pilots, it was uh, it was something we knew we had to get it right the first time, and it really just had to run smoothly so that our pilot group would see that they have an avenue for their voices. So I think that was, uh, from the planning standpoint, that hung heavy over us to uh, really make sure we got it right and let the confidence build within our pilot group. And then as pilots go out that did attend, they can tell their friends. And as you saw in 2016, uh, participation grows exponentially as as our pilots understand that, that we can conduct these events and everything runs as smoothly as possible. 
you know, beyond the planning standpoint, it was a, a very cold day for uh, for Dallas. It was windy, um, and we're talking about standing motionless in lines, um, holding signs. Um, you know, hands getting cold. So the weather can definitely play a role, and you're standing there motionless in the cold. So um, it's it that that's something that I definitely remember. Uh, and our and our pilot group did an amazing job. Uh, no complaints. Everyone stood. Uh, lockstep and um, some of the images, as you'll recall, and the pictures that came out of those events were, were pretty impressive, especially for a first time through for a pilot group um, as a whole. I'll, I'll tell you what I remember actually was uh, standing there right along Mockingbird and all of the people that honked as they went by, you know, kind of honking in support. I, I remember that. I was surprised at that. Uh, Kurt, you mentioned support. When I got the phone call from Ray Plummer, the original chairman, who had been pushing to finally stand up an SPC, it has always been provided for. It has just never been activated. Um, we actually went through the transition from one president to the other, and we saw a marked change on, on a willingness to use a picketing event. But we still weren't sure what, you know, build it and they will come. We didn't know. So Ray and I flew to each city to just kind of ju get a feel for how the pilots were, were feeling. We notified the pilots that we were going to be in each base. And we knew by the, the time we did a tour of all of the bases that if, if we have an event, pilots were going to show up. And so we held our first uh, picketing event. And as, as Darren mentioned, as, as did you, Kurt, it was, uh, it was cold. And the pilots still uh, showed up and they stood on the line. So I was very proud of that moment. And really can't say enough about the uh, that the inaugural SPC team that was formed. So I know we talked about we've talked about the first Dallas picket and we had I know there were a couple of others in between um, in Las Vegas and Chicago. But sort of our, our, our larger focus on these has been that that thousand pilot picket. Um Talk about some of the ones in between, though. I think those are those are also important, um, and I think they're also very large, if I remember correctly. Well, we came out of the first picket, which was Dallas, and then the second picket, which followed shortly thereafter. Um, I believe as uh, Darren was about two weeks later. I believe it was uh, February 10th, which was in uh, Las Vegas. This was something that's new to have these events so close together. So we really had to rely on our base representatives getting the information, getting the organization, figuring out you know, where we could put our pilots. And then we quickly were finding our numbers were increasing after the first event. So we, keep ha we were having to continually enlarge the plan to be able to handle the number of pilots that uh, were, were letting us know that they were going to be uh, showing up for the event. That's a good problem to have, I would I would say. The other thing I we talked about is we, we talked about the fact that there were pilot pickets, but really it was more than that. Am, am I correct? That's correct. The the our first event where within a company that we had other employee groups involved, specifically the flight attendants as well as mechanics, was at our midway shareholder event where we planned to have their involvement and when we pulled the permits made sure that we actually had street locations for each of the employee groups involved and then besides the other employee groups uh swap a family was fairly involved right that is 
That is correct. Uh, from uh, the, the very first picket, we had family members show up, started getting more involvement in Las Vegas and uh, in Midway as swap of family through Gene Peck. Um, really, we were still trying to figure out how to work together. Um, and then by the our final event there in Dallas, it was uh, more of a seamless uh, integration uh, within the swap of family. Family members were involved, and we did have a few uh, on the line as well. And uh, Gene did an incredible job for uh, with the uh, outreach uh, from the standpoint of these these events take a huge roster of personnel to uh, to pull off successfully and make them run smoothly and. It, there were many times we turned to Gene for additional personnel in each in each city to uh, to assist us to build out the roster to uh, to get the events to run smoothly, and also back to the uh, the first picketing event in Dallas. Although they weren't visible out on the line, the uh, the mechanics were a huge part of the uh, behind the scenes logistics, moving things around for us, signs, um, coolers to the uh, break areas, and so forth. So we've been uh, very fortunate to have quite a bit of support. Um, and if we, you know, speaking further on down, down the line, uh, the final Dallas picketing event, the uh, APA American Airlines actually brought a charter bus with 50 pilots in support of that event. That's not the only bus, though, that showed up to the picketing event, right? That's correct. Yeah, there were two from Houston with uh, Hunter Cornell leading the charge. And uh, it was really cool to see the, uh, the bus pull up with, uh, I guess, close to 100 super motivated pilots ready to uh, join the picket lines. And from what I understand, it was uh, quite a celebration on the way back, too. I think uh, I think that's something that gets lost in some of the stories is, uh, you know, it's not just about being angry and outstanding uh, with a sign. Afterwards, we've had barbecues back at SWAPA, uh, the, the camaraderie and the and the unity that 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 kind of generates carries carries through. Well, that's that's true. I mean, when you see it and, and for years that Southwest has always talked about it being a, a, a kind of a, a family feel, we realized that really it was within the, the pilot group, the, the, within SWAPA family, that uh, with what was going on that we were having to pick it, that we had to centralize around, come together and stand as one. A lot of our a lot of our pilots were not um, here in 2016. Um, can you give them sort of a sense of of what it feels like to stand on the line to be in these pickets? Kind of give them a, a feeling of of what's important or and why it's kind of impactful to to the pilots. It has changed now in the five years, um, you know, because growing up. I had a, an, an expectation, if you will, but now that I've flown with some pilots, they kind of gave me their their view. So from someone who was here maybe two, three years, it's the first time they've ever done this, to versus someone that may have been through this before. Um, so you're going to have anger. You, you're going to have a variety of, of emotions on the line. But I think when you're finally standing there, and it is a, a solemn event, everyone's quiet, uh, you finally realize where it, it, you're doing something you don't want to do. Many of the pilots came to Southwest because it was something that was never been done before. Um, so I think at the end of it, there was a realization that the airline has is changed or changing, if you will. 
Darren, what do you have to say? Uh, I think you really have a feeling of, of being part of a, a very large movement uh, when you consider the uh, participation rates and the escalation from our very first Dallas event had very substantial numbers for an industry picketing event period, but especially for the very first picketing event for a pilot group. And those numbers grew exponentially up to the um, the culmination in Dallas in August in 2016 with over a thousand pilots present. But throughout uh, each event, um, each of the four dates, we had incredible participation and to just to be a part of that and to look around and, and understand that it wasn't just a few outliers there. There's true frustration and you share the bond of being aviators, but you also share the, uh, the bond of, of frustration and, and taking your voice uh, publicly to, to work through that. Kurt, I know you were there um, for almost all of the pickets. Tell us sort of your viewpoint of, of being there. Cause I know it's not necessarily something that you were um, initially, you know, driven to do. So give us your viewpoint on having, having done that. Well, sure. I, I you know, I, I got hired 17 years ago, and uh, like these guys are saying, the idea of picketing at Southwest Airlines is was completely unfathomable to me. It was kind of a sense of sadness, and it was a sense of responsibility on the one hand. But on the other, uh, it was the first time, really, uh, since I had left the military, that I felt like I was really part of something bigger than me. And, uh, you know, you felt like you were in this... Uh, band of brothers, for lack of a better term. I don't want to sound too hokey, but that's what it was. And sort of that sense of, of unity and being part of the profession. I've never felt that before, really, or since. So it really stood out to me. And so kind of leading into that, that, that sort of sense of unity that we were, you know, we, we've been discussing, I, I don't, some of the, the newer members that are, are part of SWAPA and part of Southwest, they don't necessarily, you know, if they've come from the military, they don't have sort of that background or their experience, or um, some of them, you know, didn't even belong to unions in some of their previous jobs. I, explain to them why that's such an important thing. Well, I think uh, just right off the top of my head, the, uh, you know, the collective voice when you're when the pilot group is unified, that collective voice uh, is louder and goes much further than if, if you know, a, a smaller group of people could possibly be dismissed as, you know, outliers or just, you know, the angry couple percentage, if you will, uh, you know, a, a truly unified pilot group carrying the same message. You can't you can't dismiss that as just a couple percentage points because it's it's a huge group. And the uh, and the message does go uh, pretty far. The unity also helps prevent the the old divide and conquer strategy that is often implored against labor by management, by you know across our industry and others. But the unified pilot group really is um, wouldn't say immune, but it's almost immune to that. So it sort of uh, defeats that tactic from the other side of the table, if you will. You know, it it, it isn't important when you talk about unity because you don't know the message a pilot goes in the chief pilot's office to to vent let because we're told if you go in and, and talk to the chief pilots that is brought up the line but i think in some cases they mute or they they really temper down uh the anger or the frustration on the line so this gives an opportunity to actually counter if if uh those that, that make the decision being told, no, everything's all right. It's not all right when a thousand pilots show up in Dallas. So would you say that was sort of uh, a big piece of the puzzle as far as the final negotiating sessions, what sort of might have really helped it push it over the edge? 
I, I people talk about that, and what I think it really does is it it the power doesn't per se rest in the picket itself, but provides the leverage the negotiating committee. You know, if if you're close to a deal, is saying let's get this done, because uh, you know things aren't fine if we're now out in the public, and I I think that gives more negotiating capital, if you will, to our negotiating chairman and uh, as well as the board. And so as long as we have you here, uh, if somebody's interested after listening to this podcast and wants to uh, get involved in the SPC, how can they do that? Well, uh, they can reach out to Captain Chad Corb, the chair of the uh, SWAP SPC. They can reach out to me, uh, Darren Black, John Murphy, any one of our SPC uh, Domus all coordinators throughout would certainly be able to pass along their information. Um, and they can even go through their uh, domicile reps as well, because we have a, a good re- working relationship with those individuals. So if someone's interested, we'd certainly like to hear from them. And especially uh, West Coast, L.A. and so forth. Anyone motivated and ready to uh, to join the team, we'd certainly uh, be very happy to get their information. So one of the things I'd like to talk about is um, just a couple of weeks ago, the SPC was was funded um, by the board in a special board meeting. And I know, um, you know, the, there's Casey put out a blast and some calm around it and, and said that, you know, we might have pickets at the end of the year. Is that still on the table? Are you guys preparing for that? What what's sort of the plan where that's concerned? What I have been notified currently is that the committee is to stand up, it has been funded, and to um, start the process for planning for two events that will be picked here shortly. So it is my understanding that uh, we as a committee are working to spin up two events before the end of this year. Darren, you're also a, a board member. There's no commitment one way or the other yet, is there? It, they could go or they may not, depending on uh, how the company responds. Yes, that's correct, Kurt. Uh, the intent here is to uh, provide notification to the SPC so that uh, those individuals can spool right up to the point of a go, no go decision. That announcement's been made, and it's it's up to the other side. We can we can see some change here, and we can see things start to operate in a more positive manner. Uh, for and conditions and environment for our crews can improve, or if they stay on the same course, then um, the SBC will be ready. Thank you to Chad and Darren for taking the time to speak to us today. As they said, the unity of a pilot group is only as strong as the members willing to stand together to achieve a goal. And we're all counting on one another to make that stand if and when the time comes. And as always, we'd like to hear from you. If you have any feedback on any podcast you'd like to hear or any SMEs you'd like to hear from, we'd like to hear from you. Please drop us a line at com at swapa.org. And finally, today's bonus number is five. That's the number of days between the August picket and the date our NC reached an AIP with the company after more than four years of negotiations. While there are many factors that allowed SWAPA to achieve the gains that we did in contract 2012, the impact of a thousand pilots standing shoulder to shoulder in front of the GO that day can never be understated. Southwest 140 Mike, target morning, 1010 at 10, runway 4 right, put on. Runway 4 right, southwest 140.